Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming locations. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Re. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome to December and just lovely things that have to do with all the holidays. I'm sure that everybody who's listening is excited to spend time with family and to have a chance to just kind of, I feel like it's a calm down. It's a time where you're just kind of at home a lot more and kind of hanging out around with your family. So I hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season. We are really excited to have a guest on today. Her name is Hannah. She's been part of the Deployed Love team for a couple of years now, and she is amazing. So if you see any graphics on Deployed Love on Facebook and stuff, those are all made by Hannah, as well as our newsletter that goes out. So we are excited to have her join us today. She has a bit of a different back history and culture than from the rest of us. And we're really excited for her to kind of give us a little bit of an insight into how that affects the holidays and also how that affects um, just life in general as being a military spouse and family. Yeah, I'm really excited for Hannah to be on because I remember when we first met, around the first time of your holidays, you had sent me a message. It was just like, if I invite you and the kids, will you come? And I was like, yeah, of course. But, you know, most of us are, most people celebrate Santa, Christmas and the Christian holidays. And Hannah, I think you are probably, I know, I I grew up military. So I know I've known other people who are other cultures, other faiths, things like that. But I've never, you have been like the first person who's ever been like, hey, this is me. This is what we do. We would love to share it with you. Will you come? And I was so excited. I know it ended up not happening. I think we ended up not being in town or something when you were having the event, but we weren't able to come. But I was so thankful that you were just like, hey, I want to share this part of me with you. And I know it's not your thing. How do you feel about it? And I was like, yes. And I'm I'm so glad you did that because once you did that, you started like sharing more and more about your faith and what your holidays look like because they're very different. So um, we'll let you explain a little bit more about your holiday season because it's very different from a lot of us. Yeah. So um, I'm Jewish. And so that means that we have a lot of different holidays, um, like like I said, we don't do Santa, we don't do Christmas. Um, and I've been told a lot, especially joining the military, that I'm the first Jew that a lot of people have met, or my husband's the first Jew people have met. And so it's interesting being that person to introduce other people to a culture or people or religion um, that mo- majority of people have no idea exists, especially exists in the military. Well, that's what's interesting. And and a lot of people don't think about it, but like the military is like the epitome of a melting pot. Like you have people from every culture, every race, every religion within the organization. I think with you, you have been like the first person that I've known that's been another culture or another religion that's been open about it. It's the Um, openness. Yeah. I think it's it's the the openness. And I believe a lot of like with even Kwanzaa, there's a lot of that that is in our melting pot. And you were talking about that. Like, I think the military is super cool because not only do we have that, but you have spouses who had, or people who had been deployed or like not deployed, but like stationed overseas and stuff. So then they marry other people as well. So they're bringing in all these different cultures and it's super cool. But a lot of it, you don't know. I feel like I've had spouses that I didn't even realize were from England or from Germany or like all these things until well into like a relationship where it's it's really cool that you are open about like who you are and you're not like hiding that from other people you, you're like hey can I teach you and I, I follow her on TikTok you guys should too yeah. but I love just, I just follow seeing the, difference, the cultural <laughs> difference and like how beautiful it is though like your kids are being raised so cool and they they get to learn different things from our families as well right from being around us during different holidays 
Yeah, it's definitely interesting because my oldest daughter, she's six now, and it, she's fully understanding this year that she is the only Jewish kid in her school. Um, she goes to a school on post, and she is the only Jewish kid in in the school, and I I think the only Jewish kid on post going to school um, at this point. So because the Jewish community is small, we do have a small community here and a WhatsApp group and um, all 20 of us. <laughs> and um, there's more than that, but the ones that are active. But she, my daughter's really seeing um, how much of a minority we are. It's like, everyone's doing Santa. And like, I had to explain to her this year because she accidentally let it slip about Santa. Um, at her Girl Scout troop. Oh no! I had to really sit down with her and tell her, like, you know, we don't do Santa, and that's okay. But your friends do Santa, and so we need to, you know, try to, you know, respect that. And you know, they believe in Santa, so you know, you have to be nice and let them continue to believe in Santa. Um, and. Because for her, we just tell her the truth straight up. Like, this isn't happening. Because otherwise, if we do Santa, which, I mean, we don't. But if we did do it, it's like, or if we to- told her that Santa exists, then it'd be like, well, why doesn't Santa come to our house? It's like, so we just tell her the truth. It's like, sorry if any kids are listening. But um, we just tell her, like, it's the parents. But the kids believe that those gifts are given by Santa. And so we had to really sit down with her and tell her like you are probably the only Jewish kid in your school and that's okay. Hmm. Um, And it's definitely been a learning curve trying to deal with that and seeing her try to deal with that. Has there been an opportunity where she could like bring her culture to school and like, Hey, well, these are my holidays and this is really cool because I feel like when I was in elementary and I'm not sure if it's because we maybe had some Jewish kids in our school when we lived in Colorado or what it was, but we learned, we took like a whole solid week in December learning about Hanukkah and played the games. And like, I wanted to be Jewish for the, I was like 12 days of gifts. I was like, and they play and they eat and they cook and they spend, like, it just felt more family oriented. And I was like, this is a really cool thing that these families get to do. So my daughter is very outspoken. That's one thing about her. She, she I love her so much. <laughs> and she is outright saying like, my family celebrates Hanukkah or mm-hmm. my family, like we put up a sukkah for Sukkot this weekend or like talk, like she and every teacher that she's had so far has always told her like, she tells us what she does at home, <laughs> like what she celebrates and she's not afraid to do so. And she's, brought in books and um this week her school or next week her school is doing the um celebration like the holiday celebration and they have one dreidel song and so she's apparently like all the kids are gonna wear santa hats and she's gonna wear like a hanukkah headband um so they've really at least at this school they've really tried to be very inclusive of her and um try and incorporate some of that into the class I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I love that. I think it's it's important. And especially because those other kids don't understand what that is, why, like the understanding of why she would be different than them. And it's important to help other kids be educated because if they're not teaching it in school anymore, they may not be. And it may have just been my school. I don't know. But like they should. I think religion should be taught all religions, right? Like you should be learning a lot of different things because you're going to encounter different people when you're out of school, right? Like you're not going to be around the same peers, your peer group. So like learning the religions of other people is really important so that you can respect their boundaries. You can respect the things that they're doing as well. Well, and I think that's key, respecting other people's boundaries. Um, You know, every, every person may do Christmas differently. Um, You know, like, Oh gosh, Elf. I refused to do Elf for years. Elf on the Shelf. And that little sucker showed up this year. And um, I already instantly regret it. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's the kids, but it's also like the kids are so excited about it. So, like, you know, for the longest time, like, you know, I had to like make up like, oh, well, you know, you guys have just been so good that, you know, Santa's just sending the Santa cam. Like, you guys, you know, he doesn't think that you guys 
um don't quite need the elf yet and um as I got older they kept on asking why and why why they didn't get one so um you know I I think I D she I love her so much I remember we have usually we have Santa at our holiday minis um just as a special treat for for families and D came to a mini I think this was two years ago and she walked up to she goes I don't believe in Santa just so you know I'm Jewish and I'm like I just like we I didn't know that she was Jewish and I was just like you know you're right and I'm so happy you're here and I'm so happy you're still participating in the event but um I think I love how refreshing that how open you guys are about it because it opens a whole new world of you know different things that we can learn and the kids can be taught I think it's really important that if you work with kids you are providing that um real roundedness like you know don't have a Christmas party with Santa like you know try to try to do something that in you know maybe a holiday party that includes all the holidays um because so many military families live around the world and get to experience different things I mean like you know living in Germany we learned about Krampus and what's the other holiday Serena uh, the one we Nicholas Day which is in like Nicholas two Day, days yeah. from now yeah. yeah so I was just like you know it's so fun to bring in new things and like I said, when you invited us, I was so excited. I was like, no one's ever like, this is exciting. Like I get to go learn something else about you um, and that you were willing to share it. And I, um, I hope those who are listening, who are of other cultures or religions, who've always wanted to share it with their friends, just ask like, yeah, and you know, it's all about being respectful. I know last year we were invited to, well, my husband, um, co-workers his house they had two daughters dina's age and they invited us over for christmas and we went over and they did like gingerbread houses and they sort of went out of their way and got like a hanukkah house because they sell those like a hanukkah gingerbread house and um that last year hanukkah happened on christmas one of the nights of hanukkah so they invited us to do the menorah and it's just all about being respectful to one another and that's, yeah that's, that's just that's so nice. And and it's nice that other people are, are trying to include you in their festivities as well. And I guess like, that's a question. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on like being invited to something that isn't typically something that you would do during one of your holidays? So I think it depends on one who's inviting, if it's a close friend or whatnot. Um, two, if it will be appropriate for my kids, like, for example, the holiday minis, especially um, like last year when I was able to help out, I didn't bring Dina because I knew Santa was coming. And I um, want to make sure that she, and especially now with her saying out loud um, <laughs> about Santa, um, that she doesn't ruin the joy for other kids. Um, and also so she doesn't get jealous because Christmas is a very big holiday. It is. And, and I can very, understand how she could get upset about not getting to participate in things at like school and stuff. Yeah. And so, and to be fair, Hanukkah, while it's a fun holiday and it's the most popular holiday in the non-Jewish world, it's not that big of a holiday in the Jewish tradition. It's not the biggest holiday. And so um, there's, um, so it's not as big or as bright as, um, especially in smaller communities, because in Judaism and other faiths and cultures as well, it's all about community. And when you don't have that community, it can feel very small. Um, I know like here in Vateville, we have um, near Fort Liberty, we have one um, synagogue and it's a small synagogue. It's, um, I'm grateful that we have a synagogue nearby, um, but I know like up in Raleigh on Sunday, there's gonna be like a giant parade and a giant festival and it's easier to celebrate when you have that community mm-hmm. and it's harder to do it when you don't. And I, well, and I think community is a key word for anyone who's listening for their holidays. It's, you know, community, family, however that family looks to you, whether it's biological or not, most of us have created families. I mean, I consider Sabrina and Hannah, both my military family. I tell them all my exciting news. I tell them, you know, anything that's happening and going crazy, they're my military family. And so I think having a community especially when you move around the country and you're not close to close to your original, you know, synagogue or church or biological family that you have to find the, find that, find that 
like find that community, find that family. So that way the holidays, no matter what time of the year, you have someone there. Yeah. And um, I know, and just, especially with the kids, like the sense of like, you're not the only one. Um, luckily, our time at Bragg, there's been two or three other Jewish families and a bunch of other single soldiers. And we're all part of a WhatsApp group. And we have really found a community the past two, three years of celebrating the holidays together, getting together for um, barbecues. And it's it's nice because one, we all sort of understand each other um, because Judaism isn't just a religion. It's also a culture. It's a people. And seeing my daughter play with you know, another Jewish family and her knowing that she's not the only one on post is nice. Um, and I know that can be hard to understand if you don't get it. Um, when you're with your people, when you're with your culture, it's, it just feels like you're back at home. Even if you, like you said, we're not like from our hometown or whatnot, just a mishmash of people coming together. It's, it's nice to see. Yeah, and I do think that in within the military, you guys kind of fall into like a very, very minority um, and yeah. having to move and having like when we pick up and move, we can just kind of make friends. I mean, it's not to say that you don't make friends. Obviously, you've made us as friends that are outside of your culture. But when you're trying to find that that very specific sense of community, it is a lot harder. And I wouldn't say that homeschooling compares, but it is the same little thing where like, hey, I know everybody that we move into the neighborhood, they're all going to go to public school. And I'm sorry that you guys aren't going to have those same experiences that you can't just make friends that you can have a sleepover with after school kind of thing. But, and we have to go and we have to figure out where our homeschool group is because there are groups, like it's not as much of a minority thing, but it's mm -hmm. finding the right family that fits with us. Like, where do we fit with these people at homeschool? Because everybody homeschools for different reasons, right? There's definitely like very religious. There's definitely people that are doing it for like end of the world, kind of, kind of on the cuckoo end of things, you know? And so you're like, we have to figure out where do we fit in that community too. And it, it makes it a lot harder every time we move because every time we move is like, oh, we finally had settled in. We found those people that we enjoy field tripping with or you and your sense of like barbecuing with and having the community when the holidays come around where your family has other people who understand and it makes moves harder. And I know you're like in the midst of a move. So it's, it's I'm sure you're <laughs> feeling that like the tragedy of like, oh, we found what we needed and now we have to start over somewhere new. Yeah, well, luckily it um for our Jewish community here on post our chaplain just moved away uh, a family that we're really close to just moved away a bunch of people just moved so I feel like all right it's time to get up and move again um we can and, go too <laughs> yeah the transition was ready yeah <laughs> and luckily there are the Jewish community outside of the military doesn't because there's I think in 2020, they've reported that there's about 10,000 Jews in the military, um, which is a small population when compared to the general um, Jewish community. So a lot of the Jewish community don't understand what it's like being in the military. And so luckily in the past two, three years, there's been more resources out there um, for Jewish families um, like PJ Library. They have a Facebook group dedicated to um military families um pj library is a great resource they give out free um books to jewish kids like jewish related books um like board books and when you get older like little novels um for free once a month and they created a community with resources and jwb is also a great um, resource for like um free jewish education and um discounts for like Jewish summer camp for military families. And so luckily that need that Jewish families have um, is being seen and, you know, some of those issues are getting addressed slowly, but it is happening. That's good to hear that there are some resources out there specifically for our military Jewish community, um, especially for the holidays. Cause I feel like there's so much for the military, like, you know, trees for troops and you know toys for tots and things like that so it's nice to know that those are out there um for sure yeah. I 
I, I definitely feel that our military community, I feel like a lot of people are, but like, you know, just be more open and learn about other things. Um, especially like if you're a service member, like learning about your, like your fellow service member and their holidays and how to respect those. Like, cause I mean, you guys have huge holidays throughout the year. Like you, like you said, I thought Hanukkah was the biggest holiday until you. No, it's one of the most minor holidays. It's the most minor holiday, honestly. It's only big because it's near Christmas. Yeah. That's and and I, we had this conversation about it. Like, I was just like, you know, and I think that was why, because it was around Christmas. It was the one that like was kind of advertised until you had started sharing about your other holidays um, throughout the year. Um, like, I'd rather get blocked for Passover, to be honest. <laughs> And that's another thing, like block leave always ends up being over, you know, Christmas or um, Easter and um, things like that. So trying to celebrate holidays when you can't get off, um, when you don't have block leave or, you know, technically, technically, um, service members can request a memo um, to get holidays off because um, for certain Jewish holidays, you're not allowed to work or drive or use electricity, especially if you get more religious. Um, but, and like I said, technically you're supposed to get them off, but leadership is not always like that in the military. And so- That's like the sucky thing. I mean, military, military leadership can always cause those bumps in the road, um, which I'm sad that they, that happens because usually religious holiday for anybody should be like should the, it, it, should the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I've heard personally of stories of other people who had to try to fight with their leadership to get a holiday off or try to explain to a service member or explain to their leadership that, you know, they want to travel home for Passover um, and try and get that leave approved. But, you know, leaders aren't understanding of that holiday or any of the other holidays um and so it's it's definitely hard because as well like when people say oh go talk to your chaplain about it if there's an issue there's not that many jewish chaplains out there i got lucky that here at fort liberty we did have a jewish chaplain for the majority of time i've been here but i know when i go up to anchorage there's not Um, a majority of places do not have jewish chaplains um so having to talk so then you have to go talk to a you know most of the time christian chaplain and try to explain to them why it's important and then they is a whole other step and um i know for some people it's a lot and so it's hard to be a practicing jew in the military yeah that seems i'm sure there's other things are there other things that like do you hit other barriers outside of like getting time off that causes being part of the military and I mean you have every right to have a career with it but if it's frustrating I know and that's why my husband got I was just frustrations that he encountered with his life um do you hit barriers like that where you feel like oh it would just be so much easier to just not do this um so I and just hearing stories of other people um I know with like kosher MREs um they have to order those ahead of time and if leadership leads it to the last moment it won't arrive especially in time if you have to if you're getting deployed or if you're getting sent you know be out in the field and you need those kosher MREs um my husband has I know my husband personally has tried to order some um through a chaplain and you know they didn't arrive in time so he had to fall back on eating vegetarian or halal MREs which you know it you know you eat what you eat um but ideally when they do have kosher mres make them available when you know that there's gonna be a jewish service member yeah your video about that was one of the ones that i was like i wouldn't have even known that it existed or that that was an issue like because i don't don't know what's in an mre in general i guess because it just doesn't seem edible to start with but like but then also (laughs) finding out that yes kosher mres exist but they're not really like nice meals though either right like there are a lot of times they're very soups. high in, yeah they're very high in sodium mm-hmm. which is not great for an mre um because mres already are high in sodium so it's even higher and um they're not great quality so i mean 
comparatively. So um, it, it's hard because you have to, to make it kosher, you know, it has to go under a rabbi supervision and it's a whole process. So I understand why it's very limited, but um, just if you know you have a Jewish service member that eats kosher and requests it, make sure it arrives on time. Yeah. Or at least I guess like, I mean, I feel like if you have a Jewish soldier or who, anyone who may need that dietary. A little vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that shouldn't be waited until like one mission. Like, I feel like that should just, I mean, MREs are good for like, like an extended period of time. So like a good long time. So like order a significant amount, like not just one box. Um, yeah. But I mean, obviously, like, we don't know the logistics behind that. That would be my, like, brain. I yeah, my, I I'm, logically, I'm thinking, like, not even logically order, but, like, why does the base not just have a stock of those specific things? Like, each of these large bases that deploy regularly have yeah. a stock of those things that they know is more difficult to get to. Uh, obviously, we talk about a lot of frustrations, like, as a spouse <laughs> seeing things, like, why, why is this just not done? better well and I think and I and you know like we I think we've talked about this before like where you know we we think one way and then things are done a completely different way but it's one of those things that obviously like getting things like that there's a lot of like paper trail you have to go to like this person and this person and this person but you would think that hey we have one Jewish soldier who's stationed in our you know brigade battalion company whatever level you have to go through we know we have this many exercises within the next six months whether we know the dates or not we know that they're going to be within the next six months they would at least plan ahead how often has he had uh, like where he like hasn't had a kosher mre um i know it was an issue like during basic and ait that it was a bigger it was a bigger issue then um here, I think it only happened the one time, but I know it's happened to other service members as well. I feel like that's even more frustrating at basic and AIT because they're going to have so many different people come through and like to not have their physical needs met in that sense is really awful. I mean, they have the ability to order that, right? The thing, but being Jewish during basic and AIT is really hard. I think that's one of the hardest aspects um, because when you think about it, you know, rest days are on Sundays mm-hmm. um you know and for us our hall our you know Shabbat our Sabbath is Friday night Saturday night um so even so if you're observant that's really hard to do because okay technically you can get that off but then you people will look at you different people will treat you different because oh you're getting Friday night to Saturday night off and you're not doing the work as like the same work as us and so that immediately makes you different so there's a lot of encouraged not encouragement but there's a lot of pressure to try to not do shabbat and just you know on sunday just rest or um you know there's pressure of like oh go to church it's like well i can't pray in a church um yeah Jews aren't allowed to go inside a church and aren't allowed to um, pray inside a church. We can go to a mosque, but or obviously synagogue is preferable, but we can go to a mosque, but we can't go inside a church. Um, and you know, some chaplains as well aren't understanding of that. So uh, from my understanding, being in basic and AIT and being a minority is a lot harder. Because the whole idea of basic IT is to break you down so you're the same. Break you down. Yeah. I was going to say, I can see how it would be really, really difficult, no matter what your religion is or your culture. Like, the unfortunately, the, the basic training is to to break you. Um, I remember, like, we're not religious on our, me and Jamie are very religious. We grew up going to church, but we're not, um, we're not very religious and, like, they couldn't do that to him so they chose to turn it around and be like your girlfriend's cheating um like it's to break you um but it's sad that those who are who do want to follow their faith can't do it because it's not accessible like i i wouldn't even i guess like i don't even is there even a mosque like at 
the places oh, where yeah. they have basics. I guess I was like, I'm trying to think like, I don't like Fort Benning. Was it Fort I, Campbell? Like, yeah, I don't, that would be, that I mean, would be very difficult. Possibly like out in the community, but it's not like they have access to going yeah, off. Or be able to go off. They're not even really allowed to go off until a certain period. So, um, most chapels have crosses in them. Yeah. Chapels yeah. are, while they are, you know, non-denominational, they are inherently Christian. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we really can't enter a place that has a cross in it because that it's a space dedicated for people who follow Jesus. And we can and I didn't that. know that. So I learned something new today because I didn't know you weren't At least able... the ones I've been in. I don't want to speak for, you know. Yeah. Anything. So is it like any space that has... Like is is it as is it only for places that are designated for worship that have a cross, or is it really like any place? Well, that I mean, has- like, um, I mean, it varies on like you know your comfort for, but for the most part, like we're not supposed to enter churches. We're not supposed to enter, and especially if we're trying to pray somewhere, definitely we can't pray in a church. We can pray in a mosque because um, Muslims don't believe Jesus is God. Mm. Um, so I have a quick can... question because now I'm questioning you, Mike. Like, so when we used to go do coffees over at that coffee shop connected to the church, do you remember over there in the Hope Mills area? Was that something you were able? I don't remember if you ever came to them because they were over in Hope Mills, but the think... was, oh, what was that place called? But it was connected to a church, like it was like the church ran the coffee so... shop. I mean, like, I could go there for, like, um, social. I mean, it depends. I mean, I'm only speaking on my experience. Like, I would go there for coffee, but I wouldn't go inside the main worship area. Okay. Um, I wouldn't go inside any chapel or anything like that. Um, But some people outright say no. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Like, I didn't know that. I learned something new today. Um, And that's, and like, I if I know that I would have been like, oh, hey, but I feel like that's really important too to like, you know, if you're really close friends with someone who is not of the same faith, like asking, like, you're so open with us. And I love that you have your TikTok. Like if you don't follow Hannah, she has, she has two different TikToks, but she has one that's designated for being military and Jewish family. And then she it's has really her personal the, one. the Jewish male spouse. That's yeah. It's, and I've learned it's so much. so from important she- though. Like it is such important information. And, but it's not even like, I mean, like even, I feel like a lot of your content, even though it's designated like to, for Jewish, like other families who are Jewish, I feel like a lot of it showcases what other people who are going through who are not of Christian faith or, you know, who, who do other things. I, I feel like, you know, like that one thing that makes you that, that being Jewish does prove to be a little bit more difficult in terms of things that you can do, like what you guys can eat, what days you guys celebrate things on. And so um, I know that I've been very thankful for you sharing your, your different holidays and what you guys view, because I, like I said, I, I grew up military. I, I know I probably have known other people who were Jewish or who were a di- another religion, but you have probably been the very first person who has just been open about it and wanting to share it with us. And I remember you being a little hesitant, but I was just like so excited that you like just thought of saying, hey, I want to include you guys. How do you feel about coming? Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I'll say like, I find, I mean, obviously not everyone is as, you know, open about it, but I find that, especially when you are the first when you know you're the first you that most people have met, it's important to be open because otherwise people will have no idea. And, you know, anti-Semitism is always on a rise. And it, I mean, we've experienced anti-Semitism outright. My husband has faced anti-Semitism in the military from other oh, services. I remember you telling me one time, I was like, do I need to come sit out there? It was um, a couple years ago, you guys had your... um the tent up in your backyard and yeah, the sukkah um someone called the mps on our sukkah so if you don't know what a sukkah is it's a like hut sort of that we build during the holiday of sukkot 
long explanation for it, but it's, so it's a hut that we build for a week, basically in our backyard and someone called the MPs on us. Luckily the MPs sort of knew what it was because they've previously talked to our chaplain about it because someone did it to our chaplain, I believe. And I don't think it was the Stuka at that time. I think that someone called the MPs on my chaplain for his menorah because it was in the front yard. Um, so blowing my mind like what what why do people do that like I I remember her telling me that and I was like do I need to come sit in your front yard and yell at people I have no problem doing that why you guys still do your thing because like why can't we just mind our own business in general like what is not hurting you why not call call Corvius like why come ask a question come talk to me yeah come to my level to me you live on base, people who, I mean, uh, I again, this is how my brain works. It clearly is not how most people work. But to me, I'm like, you are in a melting pot. Like, there's going to be different cultures. Be fucking respectful. Like, if it, it it's not hurting you, just because it might not be something that you want religion. Oh my goodness. Like, like, when you told me that, I was like, I cannot believe this. Like, and like, we've also had, like, way. We had- direct statements yelled at us like both mm-hmm. in and out of the military and um I mean I'm my so cult, eh, it's the life that we're living right now um it's better to be open about it and you know if people understand because a lot of people don't understand that it's not just a religion it's a people it's a culture I just think in general we should be more inclusive to people's like thoughts and the things that they're going through because why why bother people like if you don't know why they have a hut up go talk to them and learn something new about somebody like why it's not affecting you I mean you guys are out there eating meals you're out there being peaceful it's not like you're throwing a raging party in your backyard like it's insane to me that someone would have like you don't have to be religious and like Ashley and I have both over the time like we're just that's not where our family is but that doesn't mean that I'm going to have any issue with anybody else because of what no, they choose to I, do with their and lives. I think that's important as a military community you know find your people who are going to back you no matter what like I'm not Jewish but I've got Hannah's back no matter what happens like if she says hey I've got people out here yelling at us I'm going to be out there to support her like you know find those people because we're out there I promise you like I feel like military spouses and military families do get a bad rep across the board because there are bad apples there's bad apples with every community but there are people out there who want to learn who you know who want to embrace the military their military family and um and who are going to be there when you need that extra support even if we can't physically come to one of your holidays I don't know all the rules of course for Hannah's holidays but other holidays like you know even if I have to sit like I said if I have to sit outside and yell at someone so make sure that you or someone else can celebrate what they want to be that is what a military community should be about we we are our service members are fighting so that we all have our freedoms us military spouses in the military community can do the same thing for our military families like we can be there to support a military family. And I, I, you're right. Like we live in a day of age where there's just people out there who just have no filter, who, who have no respect for other people's boundaries. And as a military community, I think we should be doing better about making sure people respect other people's boundaries. Like if you see someone doing something that is just plain out, not right, stand up for the other person. Um, I don't know. I, I have a hard time like ducking my head and walking away from people who are just blatantly being disrespectful and just straight up assholes. Well, it leaves you in a place where you just, you don't feel safe to be in what should be the safest community. You think on mm-hmm. base military housing should be very safe, right? We're all melting pot. We all are doing the same job. We all work for the same man, right? <laughs> like we should all have some safety in the fact that like these people around me have gone through the same training we've all been through the same things like we should be able to protect one another and it's not even just religion though I mean the the drugs and the craziness that comes on base anymore is just it's sad <laughs> like sad yeah. that we can't even feel safe on what should be like the safest communities I I have your back and I, like I said I think anyone who's listening if you have a friend who hasn't shared with you like you know they may have a different religion or not 
ask questions. I ask Hannah questions all the time. Like, I'm just like, hey, what's the difference between, I remember we went out for a girls night. I was like, talk to me about the difference between Orthodox Jewism and like, are you, like, where are we at with this? And she's like, <laughs> okay. And she like shared with me and I was like, oh, because, because I follow you on TikTok. So I had for the longest time, I like for you page had other Jewish, um, um, influencers okay. and I, but I was learning so much. And I, I think that's, you know, a gr- obviously a great way to learn new things is through social media, um, or doing your own research, but also ask the person that you're spending time with, um, ask them, be like, Hey, we want to learn. I mean, I don't know how you would feel, but if I, like I said, I'm not religious, but like if I was, or if I had a different type of culture or something like that, if someone had been like, Hey, will you teach my kids or me about something that's special about you? Like this holiday or anything like that, I would be all over it. But at the same time, I'm respectful of other people's religions. Like, you know, like anytime, like anytime I've, I don't know, I feel like holiday Christmas parties, I've always called it a holiday party. So anyone who didn't celebrate Christmas felt included. Um, But I've learned so much from you in terms of like inclusion for deployed love, like, you know, Hey, like we make a lot of things that have Santa and Merry Christmas. Like we should change that. So it's more inclusive. And it was just not, it, a lot of times I feel like a lot of people, it just doesn't. And it's not so much of getting rid of that stuff either. It's yeah. like, but also, you know, be aware of that, you know, other holidays are happening around the time and include those not, and don't bring up Hanukkah only when it's Christmas because Hanukkah states in the English calendar do change so yeah one year I think it was like seven years ago Hanukkah happened during Thanksgiving <laughs> and then you know you see the see people post about Hanukkah you know social media accounts went up start posting about Hanukkah on Christmas it's like no it happened a month ago does it's not relevant anymore yeah and so- especially if you're a platform that is doing that you should make sure you check a calendar and follow those dates but you know like I said like I for sure felt like when you had brought up all that I was just like you know I just never even thought about it because like, you know, you, like I said, you're the first person who's kind of been like, Hey, like there's us here too. We're part of the military community. We want to feel included. And so, um, I mean, we talk about inclusion all the time. We talk about, you know, there's, we're all parts of walks of life. We come from different types of families. Some have money, some don't have money. Some come from, you know, big households. Some are, you know, single childs and we're a community like deep down we're a family we all have people in our families we don't like we're still a family like your military family the family you make in the military the family that you're assigned in the military it's a family unit um whether you like to admit it or not I feel like some of our soldiers some of our families deny it for the longest time um, I know Jeremy did that for the longest time. He's just like, I want nothing to do with the people I work with. But then as he went through experiences and things like that, he learned that he has to rely on those people in a, in some form of a relationship. And so I think that having, you, you have to have that family and be, and be open. I don't know. And understand I just, them. Like, like we talk about the melting yeah. pot. And I think that that's my favorite part about specifically the fact that we get to be living overseas is that we are going to other countries and we're learning about different cultures and homeschool we have the freedom to choose what we teach our kids right so we do talk about different religions and I are we're not religious in our household but I want my kids to be exposed to other religions so that they find where they feel like they are in the religion scale like do you relate to certain people in other ways that you where do your beliefs lie and so for us it's been really great experience to be a part of the military community because you can get that firsthand experience from people like hannah or other people who have the actual information you can find information online but you don't get to see how it actually looks in a family form right like you can find oh this is how we celebrate this holiday but you don't see how how does that affect kids how does that affect grandparents like visiting family like what does that look like as a full family unit um, you learn so much more from your peers and you learn that by being open and being willing to like Hannah advocate for yourself and for your community and it's beautiful I it's really I'm glad you came on and that we were able to kind of like expose people to it more I think that it's just because we are you are such a minority and the, there isn't there are a lot of people that are around it so they don't get to see 
how that affects people in the military. So maybe people will be a little bit more open and help advocate because I just hearing things, even just the minor things of the MRE, um, it just makes me really sad to think that there's a, there's a pressure that they should even have to be responsible for that, right? When you're going on a, out in the field, you shouldn't even have to worry that there's going to be food for you. Like that should be a necessity that is provided that you should not ever have to even think about as a soldier. So um, to help advocate for your peers, especially when you know that they are part of a minority within the military. Yeah. And for anyone who is a minority and wants those rights, there there are memos out there. You can request a memo for, you know, beard exemptions, for, you know, kosher or halal meals. Like you can request memos and, you know, if you have toxic leadership, you can fight it. And it is an EOD issue. And um, you have those rights as much as anyone else does. And so, don't feel like you have to pressure to conform or to give up something that you feel is strong for you, whether it's keeping kosher or, you know, being able to celebrate your holidays. There are, you, you have rights. And so just make sure you find a chaplain that will work with you of getting those memos. And um, if you have to fight for it, because if you don't fight for it, you know, it will be harder for other people after you to fight for it as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like advocating for yourself is not just advocating for you. It's advocating for your community and helping raise awareness to it because it may not even be that they didn't mean to not order something or mean to not give you the time off. They just may not have been aware that it was an issue. Exactly. And I think there needs to be more classes for leadership about, you know, the type like the importance there should be a lot more classes (laughs) there's a lot of things that leadership should learn more about for sure um not the top of the list but you know no I mean I think I think I think that should be one of the very top of the list of how you know you know most soldiers yep conform to this but you have you have people who are not in that 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 sector so you want to make sure that you know what's the best way to to provide what they need at the same time to meet mission um and I feel like that's just a balance and and I think as long as you're open and honest with your leadership I don't know there are bad apples out there again there's bad apples you know, um, be safe. That's a priority. You know, be safe for through leadership, and you know, if you have to fight through it, just keep your head down. Sometimes that's the best course of action, unfortunately. Um, but if you have leadership that will listen, take advantage of that because not all leadership is like that. Well, and take it as an opportunity as well to teach yeah. that leadership so that they can do better as they move on into different positions um because you know like like you know most people probably don't know much about something that they've never encountered before and so um I think it's a great a great opportunity to not only teach your direct supervision but you know hire up the chain of command you know I think it's also important to make sure you connect with your FRG so that they can help connect with you know or advocate on their side as well, especially in like, you know, SFRG, um, like leader meetings and things like that, where if there is a concern that's not being handled, they can bring it to higher up for the family itself. And just because you're not married doesn't mean that you cannot utilize SFRG, SFRG. And I don't know what it's called in other branches, but they all have support somewhere, but you know, it's soldier and family for the army. So it includes soldiers. So even if you're a single soldier or you know a soldier who's having an issue, have them connect with um, FRG. Sometimes it may help you. Sometimes it might, like I said, it just depends, but you know, there are avenues to help you. Um, And sometimes you have to fight and it's, oh, it makes me like my heart hurt that like you have to like say the word fight um but I feel like that is if you have a bad leadership anybody within that unit is going to have to fight for what they need whether it's time off for child care 
you know, taking time off for religion, holidays. Heck, I mean, I've known so many people who haven't been able to go home for funerals because of leadership. Um, and that's unfortunate that we have leaders in the military who are like that. But know that there is a community behind you and find your community. And hopefully at least their support can help a tiny bit. Yeah, and I think social media, for all the benefits and negatives about it, um, for minorities, there are groups, like I mentioned earlier with PJ Library, but um, I know that there are probably other groups out there for, you know, whether it's your base specifically or if it's, you know, nationwide for military families, for military spouses to join. Um, that way you feel like you're you're not just by yourself, that there's other people out there as well that are going through the same thing you are. Well, thank you for coming on and bringing awareness to the topic. And um, like we have mentioned, I will make sure Hannah's TikTok is included in our show notes that you guys can follow her because you absolutely should, because it's not just like straight facts. It's like, she's got a lot of humor and there's a lot of joy that comes from following your page. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I appreciate being on and um, thanks again. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, as well as any links that she, we're going to share that. <laughs> yeah, any links that she has mentioned, I will get those from her so that they are included as well. So if you are part of the Jewish community looking for support, um, we can make sure that you get some resources for that from us as well. And then, you know, Hannah mentioned, you know, um, there are Facebook groups out there for community. Deployed Love has one. It's a Hearts Connect group. Um, if you are a military spouse um, or family member, who's stationed anywhere across the country, join our group. We would love to have you. Um, you know, we have a book club, you know, we're here to provide support. We're, we're here to help you find resources. Um, if we don't know it, we have people all over the country um, in every branch. And so we hopefully should be able to help you find some type of help and, or help you find people who may be in within your community as well. So um, and there's just so many, there, there are a lot of great groups out there. Like if, I feel like there's so many military, military groups. So you have to find the one that you click with, um, and feel safe in. We, we are, the Hearts Connects group is a very safe group. Um, there's no, we don't tolerate any type of bullying or anything like that. So, um, at least that group, you can know that we have a safe environment. Um, and you can always message any of us. We're all part of Deployed Love. Um, you can email us, you can, uh, send a private message through one of our pages and we will get the support, um, or resources that we can to you as quickly as possible. Yeah. So we have one more episode for this season and then it's almost time for a new season. So we are glad you guys are joining us and listening to the podcast with us and that we're able to continue doing it because we have amazing people who want to join and tell their stories and also want to listen to our stories. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful holiday season and we will catch you again at the end of the year. The last episode is the last day of the year. So you guys will see us one last time. Um, And as we like to say, rug up buttercup.